Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Cindy Chavez here. Today is Wednesday, August the 15th, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second daily dose of happy for the day. And uh, Cindy and I found a new way to uh, get a daily dose of happy before we do the daily dose of happy, because we always try to pick ourselves up, right, for doing this. Well, today we did it by doing a promo, so we just recorded a promo. We're, we're psyched. We're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's really... I think the important thing that I need to remind myself is like that didn't take us very long. No, it didn't. Yeah, no. and I feel like so much better. Mm. Me right? Too. Just like a 15-minute conversation about alignment and it, I'm so much more aligned. Isn't that funny how that works? Because you, you don't really mm-hmm. think about it. That was kind of what we were talking about during the promo that we did, because the promo was on the topic of money. And uh, while we were talking about that, we were talking about how it can be a little bit difficult when you're out of alignment, when the money isn't coming in, and that feels like the real deal. And, oh, I don't know how to get into the good feeling place. But as we demonstrate, you just talk about it for a while and you get there. And, and it wasn't really hard, actually. I, I think it actually would have been harder if we'd done it solo. But since we're having the conversation with each other, that just kind of moved yeah. along really quick. Well, yeah, because energy entrains to itself. So it's easier to build momentum when you're when there are more than one person all pointing in the same direction, right? True. Yeah, very true. It makes sense. I mean, it really, to me, it makes sense anyway. I think so. Um, yeah. That's why parties are so much fun. <laughs> that's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, since we're all psyched up, uh, I, I guess we don't have to do, well, we should probably do wins for the benefit of the audience. I mean, we're psyched up, so we don't need wins for ourselves, but maybe the audience uh, could use a little picking up. Um, so let's see, what what's what are the wins that uh, we can share since this morning? I mean... I'm drawing a blank here, but uh, can you think of any wins that have happened today? I feel like the whole day has been a win. Oh, well, hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I had a productive day, and that always feels good to me anyway. Um, but, you know, there's so many things. I, I keep thinking about the rampage of appreciation that we need to get into the habit of producing when nothing has changed. So I I look around and that's one of the things I focus on is I look around at so many things that I can appreciate. Like even sitting here in my office, there are a lot of beautiful things in my office and a lot of things I enjoy looking at and little notes that are here and there that bring up memories of great client sessions and, you know, just books above my head. I have a bookshelf up here full of books that I love So I just, I could go on and on by just looking around at things that I might not take for granted, but I might just not even notice because they're in my environment all the time. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, anything like that, it's very easy for that to come back around. So yeah, that's understandable. I mean, you have to go out of your way to find stuff that is right there, especially if if you're focused on the stuff that you don't really want to be focusing on. That's the most important time to do it. So I I think that ties to your point about how when nothing seems to have changed, because when nothing seems to have changed, it feels that that's when we start to feel stuck. One day I wanted to focus on appreciation. And so I walked through my house and of course I was home by myself. So you know, you can get away with things when you're home by yourself, talking to yourself, <laughs> talking to your house, talking to inanimate objects. I walked through my house and I just spoke words of appreciation to 
pretty much everything I was laying my eyes on that were in my house, including my house itself. I'm so thankful for these windows that I can look outside even when I need to be in the house. And I'm really thankful that I have a roof over my head. And I love this rug in this room. It's so beautiful. And thank you, beautiful this and that. And I was just like, and by the time I got all the way through the house, I was just beaming. (laughs) Wow. Well, first of all, I'm impressed that you could do that. I mean, for me, if I'm alone in the house... I, I could probably push myself to do that, but most of the time I'd probably be quiet. Like, you know, I, I don't really want to embarrass the house. <laughs> but <laughs> Actually, it's me who's feeling embarrassed. But, you know, I, I, I just sometimes I feel like constrained by those social mores, even though there's nobody else in the house. So kudos to you for breaking through the mores. Mm. Well, you know, you definitely could just have those thoughts. Um, just bring your awareness to all of the things that you really are thankful for. Because we all have them. If you're listening to us on a podcast, then you've got probably a smartphone that you can be thankful for. True. And, right. So, I mean, we all have things and we sort of, like you said, they become background because mm. they're just always there. And so, you know, special items that are in my house that maybe were gifts from people or things that remind me of like my parents or whatever. I've just showed them some love and appreciation. That, and, that is good. I mean, because you're right. If stuff is in the background, we kind of have to bring it out to the foreground, especially if it's stuff we like, because that's how we get into the habit of expressing about stuff that we like. If we're in a habit of, of always talking about what we, what we don't like, that's really the habit we're trying to break. It isn't so much that we're trying to attract whatever the thing is, although that may also be the case. It's more about changing the story. And, and it's the changing the story part, that's the real challenge. There's a... um. When I was a kid, I went on vacation with my best friend's family. And then the following year, they went back to the same place. And it was a place, I think we were up in Oregon or somewhere, but it was a place where there's this really special wood and they make a lot of little souvenirs out of this really beautiful wood hmm. from the trees that, that are grown there. And I think it's myrtle wood. Oh, and yeah. my friend sent me this. It's like a a circle, maybe four inches wide, that's been, you know, polished, stained and polished. And and it's got a little picture painted on it. And you just hang it somewhere. It's just a little round circle that hangs on a wall. But I mean, I've had it since I was like 10. And, you know, it's hanging over a light switch and I never pay attention to it. But I remember when she gave it to me, I just thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. I just couldn't stop looking at it and feeling how smooth it was and touching it and enjoying it and really appreciating it. And now it's hanging there and I flip that light switch all the time and I never pay attention that it's there. (laughs) So you know how we've been talking about appreciation, Mm -hmm. not just gratitude, but appreciation, that deeper sense that feels like bliss. Yeah, the blissful kind, which was a new concept for me. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yes. I think about when she first gave me that gift, the response I had to it was closer to that than just to, oh, yeah, that's nice. pretty Really? Good. Oh, that's pretty good. That, that's right? a gift that's I got really, a nice really attachment. Thought, yeah, I really thought it was beautiful. And so when we do one of those exercises where we build up appreciation, we can go through the, you know, the things and the experiences that we have in life and remember those kind of feelings the initial kind of response and wonder and joy and happiness and not just objects, but things like I have pictures in my house that remind me of times and experiences Mm. and people I love. And so 
there's always a way to kind of amp up the vibe. Yeah, that's something that Louise likes to uh, recommend uh, to both of us, you know, especially when we're out and about, but also when we're getting back from being out and about. And that is we, we go out in order to accumulate the memories so that we can focus on the, the pleasant memories and the times when we need to have something pleasant to focus on. And she's right. I mean, yeah. one place that comes to mind yeah. that we went to recently, we were uh, driving up north. We live in Connecticut, so we're in New England. We were driving up north into Vermont. There was a little uh, restaurant that we stopped at uh, right at a dam on a very, very small uh, stream. I mean, we're not talking about a big dam here. We're talking about a very small dam, probably just enough to power the town. That's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the experience that we had as we ate in, in that restaurant, first of all, we got great seats. I mean, the law of attraction was definitely on our side that day. We were in a high flying mm-hmm. place we, because we got the best seats in the house um, right Right in the corner where you could overlook the dam, you could see the stream coming in, you could see people down below the dam, below the, the, the small waterfall there. You could see the whole vista. We had it right in front of us. We said, whoa, wow, how did we attract this? This was great. But the point is that it was such a, a delicious lunch and with a beautiful venue that it's stuck. It's stuck in my mind. And it's one. It's lately it's been one of my favorite places to go to in my mind as a good way to get into that good feeling place because I can still remember how it felt. Just you, just like you could remember how it felt when you got the gift of the Myrtlewood uh, piece. I have the same kind of association with this luncheon that we had. That's so great because wh- one of the things we actually talked about, uh, we've talked about this week, but we also talked about it in the little promo we did, was that sometimes when we're in a place where we're having trouble getting mm. into alignment, and we know we need to pivot, but the what is is so prevalent, so mm. overwhelming yeah. that it's really hard to think about what we want. This is the perfect time to go towards those memories and remember how much we enjoyed a certain thing. Yeah. Or, you know, because it's disconnected from some of those thoughts, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's separate. It's easy because it was. It, it it already happened. It already has a positive association and it's a strong positive association. So it's easy to slip into it. It doesn't take, a, even when you're in a bad place, it doesn't take a lot of time to focus on it and remember, geez, that was really nice. I mean, well, you, you may end up doing it kind of wistfully at first. So you're like, oh, geez, I, I, I missed that. I, I wish we had that back, and which is kind of a <laughs> lackful place. But even so, if you if you just focus on how beautiful it felt, you can even slip out of the lackful place into a present place of, oh, wow, that really felt great. Not in a, in a negative sense, but in a positive sense. Just well, because it has so easy. Telling, I loved hearing you tell it because <laughs> I could feel in your voice the appreciation. And mm. one of the things you said was you said, we got the best seat in the place. The law of attraction was really happening for us. Mm. Right? So it's like you actually tapped into an experience, not not just an experience that you enjoyed and that was beautiful, and but that you recognized Oh wow, we are really creating something awesome. Oh yeah, you know, the law of attraction is really working in our favor because we're feeling good, and so <laughs> that's kind of like a, a circular thing there because it just brings. You had said earlier today, um, this morning, that when I feel abundant, abundance finds me. Mm. Yeah, and so you know, I think about little experiences like going into a restaurant and they seat you at a really great table. Exactly. You you can go into the restaurant with a specific table in mind and say, we want that table right there. 
But when you're feeling abundant already, you usually don't have to do that because the good table finds you. <laughs> Which is exactly what happened. We, I mean, we you, didn't ask right. for that table. We asked, yeah. do, do you have anything? The, the most we asked for was, do you have anything that has a few of the water? And they led us to the best table in the house. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, there was another part of that story that I didn't tell um, because this little town apparently was pretty busy on the weekend because there was a fair going on like within 100 yards down the street. And these streets are, anybody who's been in a New England town knows how narrow the streets are. And there's usually not a whole lot of parking. And, you know, well, most of the time you don't really need it. But on this day, I mean, everybody and their cousin had descended on the area and there were police who were directing you to special places to park and so forth. And everything near the restaurant was taken. And it's like, well, we need a parking space, particularly because this was a few months ago. You'll remember I had the uh, knee injury, my ligament. Uh, I pulled a ligament and I was really pretty hobbled. So I couldn't walk very far. I needed to be able to, to be close to the restaurant. And the both of us were really focusing on we need something really close. Well, the route that we came in, we, we followed that route. We went in, found out about the fair. We started coming out. There were no parking places, but we just held the faith. And as we're going back up the route, we were kind of saying, we don't know what to do. You know, we got to go find something. As we're going back out, like we're going to leave, over on the left, there was a parking place. And it was <laughs> it was within about like a block and a half of the restaurant. And oh my it was a double yellow line. And I said, I don't care. And I took the turn. <laughs> and I... Maneuvered into that spot, grabbed it, and we hobbled down to the restaurant, and it was great. So it was actually two great attractions in one. First one, attracting the parking space in the middle of a place where there were no parking spaces. And then second, having that fabulous luncheon. So the two together, that was pretty powerful. And see, I love hearing you talk about it because I can, I can hear how great you feel remembering all that. And that's the key. That's the key to attracting... More of what we want is feeling better. What's your favorite way to feel better? I mean, do you do you focus on stuff that are memories like that? I yeah. Sometimes I focus backwards on good memories, and sometimes I po focus forwards on something that I want to create in the future. And for me, it is mainly taking the time to do it. And being, and I don't mean that, that it takes a long time, but it's the deliberate focus and it's enjoying what it feels like for the sake of enjoying what it feels like. So it's creating. Whoops. I think we lost her. It's like she disappeared for a second. Cindy, I don't know what happened, but we lost your microphone. So I can see that you're connected. I don't know, maybe you got a bad wire or something. But uh, while you try to figure out what's going on there, oh, looks like she's reconnecting. How long was I gone? Oh, there you are. <laughs> like, whoa, what happened? No, you, you, you disappeared for just a few seconds before I said that. And I was kind of waiting for you to finish the thought, and you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was finishing it all right, but I looked up. And saw on my screen, it said connecting. And then it said, bing, bing. And I was ah, there. I, was like, oh, I wonder how long I was gone. So I don't know. I've never had that happen before. That was different, but that's okay. We're back. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> so that's my favorite way. I don't know what you heard, but you asked me what my favorite way was to feel better. And it's really to just be intentional about feeling better. And the way I do it usually is by um, thinking about 
either something in the past that felt great or thinking about something in the future that I'm planning on creating and really tapping into the feeling of that thing and doing it just to enjoy it. Not because I think it's going to help me manifest something, not because I think it's going to make some specific outcome, but my goal is to feel better. So I do it to feel better. That's a really important point. I mean, I, we did that kind of by accident with the restaurant story because we, we didn't deliberately go in and say, we want the table in the corner. Can we please have that? Um, it was more along the lines of what do you have available? But you're right. When, when we try for something more specific, that's when we tend to trip ourselves up more. And, and we want to go for something specific. We're taught to. I mean, so many uh, success gurus tell us, well, you want to set a certain goal for acquiring a certain uh, monetary goal and do it by a certain date. And uh, you know, they, they want you to kind of map it out that way. But while that can be done, I mean, you can certainly, uh, it's possible to attract that way. It's also a lot harder. And it's a lot harder to stick to it because, you know, as the date approaches, that's when the belief starts to plummet. And all of a sudden, you've undermined yourself. Oh, yeah. Setting limits and deadlines for yeah. things. Yeah, that, that can be, um, I, I kind of try not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that it limits us. And so I don't want to limit myself. But and there are times, number one, I do think it's important to be specific about what we want or to know what we want. Like you can't have what you want if you don't know what it is. So I think knowing what we want is important. And I also think, though, that if in that moment we're not feeling great and our goal is to feel better, then that's the goal. And we tap into the feeling of feeling better instead of saying, well, I'll feel better when you know, when I get the better job or when more money comes in or when this cold goes away or when, you know, I finally have a relationship or that's when I'm going to feel better. No, no, feel better now. Yeah, that's basically a death knell when you do that. You you basically just killed any chance you, you had of, of attracting successfully whatever it is you're trying to attract. Because the moment you say that, you're from a feeling of lack. So you're basically broadcasting lack saying, I don't have it yet. Uh, I'll, I'll feel better later, but I don't have it yet. So I don't feel good right now. Right, because you're, you're creating from where you are right now. Yes. And the feelings that you're having right now. And so if, if you're waiting on feeling better until, you may be waiting a long time. Oh, yeah. 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 I can bet we've all done that. Yeah. So. It's a practice, right? Well, it's, well, this a, is, it's a learning this, experience. This is probably a good time to go to the book then, because this is where we are in the book. We're, we're at the point where Abraham's going to give us, give us an example of what they call the old story, the new story. The old story mm, being the one yes. where, you know, we're, we're talking about how things aren't so good in the new story about how we're going to turn that around. So right. and kind of like one, by example. It's been, one of, it's been one of my favorite things in the book so far is the old story, new story for different situations, because mm -hmm. they really they really home for me most of the time. So, and hopefully I'm telling new stories. So, but before we do that, um, let's tell our listeners how they can subscribe to the podcast. Good idea. Yeah. Because we do have a lot of very happy subscribers, but we're always looking to add more because one of our goals is basically to just, and we don't have a deadline, by the way, we don't set a deadline for this, <laughs> no. but one of our goals is to, to get more and more people aware of LOA today. Because those who are loyal subscribers, they know. They're the ones who are listening to virtually every episode we put out. And uh, that's the proof that they like it. That's the proof that it's good. Um, we just need to have more people know about it so that they can get you know access to the same thing. And one of the best ways to do that is through sharing. But another way to do it is by subscribing yourself so that you have something to talk about. So if you're new to us and you have not yet become a subscriber, do so. It's really easy to do. Um, if you want instructions, they're on the homepage of our website at LOAToday.net. 
It's all uh, documented very easily there. And there's a link you can click on for doing the quick subscription. You can also do it, though, if you're just working from your phone, whether it's an iPhone or an Android, you can do it by going through you know, the various stores that are available for those. Like on an iPhone, um, you can do it through, well, first of all, you can do it through the podcast software that's built into the iPhone. Um, but you can also go to the iTunes store and do a search on LOA Today there. Um, so either way you do it, do it through the, the podcast app or through the, through the iTunes store. Just do a search on LOA Today and we'll pop up and click the little subscribe button and you're there. If you're on an Android phone, you have to do one extra step because Androids don't normally come with podcast manager type software built in. But good news is there are lots of those apps out there. So all you have to do if you're on an Android is just go to the Play Store. And in the Play Store, do a search for podcast software and all kinds of stuff will pop up. Um, some of them are free. Some of them have a fee. And you can go whichever way you want. I usually like the free stuff. And just download and install. And then once you've got your app installed, then within the app, all of those apps have a little search feature, usually a magnifying glass. You click on that and you can type in LOA today and it will pop up that way. And then you can subscribe there as well. And uh, for those of you who are already subscribers, we love you too. I mean, you're, you're our favorites. Um, but we have a little task for you to do too. We've been talking about this for about a week now. We would love it if you would take a moment and just on your favorite social media channel, t type and post something about LOA Today, hopefully positive, um, but something that says specifically LOAToday.net somewhere in your post. Because the experiment is, if what if we could get all of our listeners to do that? What would happen? So far, a few of you have done it. Most of you haven't. But among the few of you who have done it, um, we are actually seeing an increase in our listenership. I mean, it, it, it's quite tangible. Over the last week or so, our average number of plays has increased by something like 40, 50%. So it's a fairly substantial increase. And, and I know, because I've been searching around looking for it, I know that it's based on just a few people doing it. Most haven't done it yet. So just imagine how many more people would find out about the show if everybody were to post something about LOAToday.net. I mean, Cindy, it blows the mind to think about it. Right. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you in advance. Yes, <laughs> and absolutely. those of you that have already that have already uh, subscribed and shared and posted something, thank you too. In fact, uh, here I'll give you another um, thing to do too. If you're on Facebook in particular, because that's where I spend my time, um, if you will do, you know how you you can actually cite somebody and make it into a link by by putting the at sign in front of it. If you make it at LOA today. That way, it, I'll get a cue about it, and then I'll come over and I'll like your post. So you get, you'll get you instantly get somebody to like your post, guaranteed, <laughs> before your friends even see it. That's funny. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Wonderful. I'm so, ready to see those, I'm ready to see those, uh, those likes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been great to watch. I mean, I have a little graph in my software that tracks the podcast, and, and it's fun to see the graph growing. It's really great. <laughs> I'll have to so take a see, screenshot and like, send it to you sometime. Just imagine that graph is like showing you your vibe going up. So. Well, yeah. Actually, I was doing that. I was doing it before this morning's podcast and also a little bit afterward. I was imagining, because um, fortunately, I actually have a little bit of history of watching the, the graph go up. About this time one year ago, um, we had minimal numbers of subscribers. We had some, but not nearly as many as we have now. And around this time is where that big swoop upwards started to happen. So that um, by November, we were having as many total plays for November as we'd had for the previous 12-month period combined. And yeah, amazing. <laughs> it was huge. You know, so you know, it, maybe we had – I don't remember what we had at that point. I think it was something like uh, 
I don't know, 10,000 plays. And, you know, uh, over, over the course of, no, it wasn't that much. It was like, actually, it was about three or 4,000 plays over the course of, I don't know, 12 months or something like that. And then that month we had, you know, like half that amount in one month or even, you know, <laughs> that whole amount in one month. So I'm, I'm looking like right now we've had something on the order of 70,000 plays since November 2017. And if we follow that same pattern, like right now, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if by, say, November of this year, we had that number of plays in a month? Yes. Yes. Because that's the same kind of swooping experience that we had last year. Well, no reason we can't have that again. So right. that's that's what I've been dreaming about. What if, what if it gets to the point where we have so many really happy people listening and more and more people are finding out about it that we're getting that many plays in a single month? I mean, that's pretty exciting. That's exciting. It is. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, listeners and subscribers and sharers. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Yes. And we have been reading through the number one New York Times bestseller, Money and the Law of Attraction, Learning to Attract Wealth, Health, and Happiness. And we have been talking about careers and work, something that's, I think, relevant to most everybody. Oh, yes. <laughs> and well, so... Go ahead. No, I was just to say, I, I guess it's relevant to everybody who wants to actually have a money life, you know, a life with money in it. You usually want to have a career <laughs> with it. <laughs> One kind of goes I mean, with the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and we always put them together, right? We and do. So, yeah. So this, what we're talking about today is an example of an old story about a career and then an example of what our new story could be, which I, I find these fascinating. Mm. Which is really about so, all the, the way we tell the story normally, which is our negative way of telling it. And then how do we yeah. turn? How do we pivot around to turn into the positive storytelling? Which is good. It's good right. to have examples like that. You know, when we have thoughts in our mind, when they when those thoughts turn into beliefs because we think them all the time, and then they usually build up enough momentum to become actual words that we speak, and that's that story that we're telling. So, you know, they're an indication of where our thoughts are. Mm -hmm. Yep, so the, ex the example of my old story about my career says I've always worked hard in every job I've had, but I've never really been appreciated. It seems to me that employers always take advantage of me, getting everything from me that they can and giving as little in return as they can get away with. I'm tired of working so hard for so little. I'm going to start holding back too. no point in me knocking myself out when no one else notices. Many of the people around me at work know less than I know. They work less than I work, and they make more money than I make, and that's just not right. I'm depressed already. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm I mean, I... myself. I bet I've told this story at least once in Ugh. my life. <laughs> and I know I've heard other people tell it. So, so let's please move on to the next part because the next part is where we yeah. pick ourselves back up again. I need to. Right? I need to pick me up at this point. <laughs> oh, gee. So, if if your story has sounded similar, here's an example of a new story about my career. I know that I will not always be right here in this place doing the same work. I like understanding that things are always evolving and it's fun to anticipate where I'm headed. While there are many things that could be better where I am, it's not really a problem because where I am is constantly changing to something better. I like knowing that as I look for the best things around me where I am, those things become more prevalent in my experience. It's fun to know that things are always working out for me, and I watch for the evidence of that, and I see more evidence of that 
every day. That feels better. I think it feels better. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it makes me wonder, you know, what else could I add to it? Because now that I got the upward swoop going, right, I want to I want to keep it going. So what else can I invent? What else can I create? What can, what else can I can I imagine about what my new story, my my better feeling story is like and what it's like to live in that story? Because that's what we're trying you know, to do. I'm remembering back when we read the better feeling story about our health and our body. And there was and it seems to in my memory anyway, to have been a really long story with full of good ideas. Mm hmm. And some of them had to do with, you know, like my body's always healing itself. And I know that the thoughts I think are contributing to my well-being, right? There was a lot of like what I'm thinking. And I think that could be added here, you know, uh, to answer your question. Like what more could I add? Some of it is, you know, how it says like at the bottom part, it's fun to know that things are always working out for me. And I watch for the evidence of that. And I see more evidence of that every day. And the better it gets, the better it gets. Uh -huh. Because the more evidence I see, the more evidence I create. Because the more my mind imagines a better feeling place and more opportunities in my future and recognizes that things will change for me and I, I won't always be stuck here, then the more opportunities arise. So I can definitely see that you could keep going. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, this is also a good time to kind of start imagining dreaming if you will what it is you want the next place to look like i mean you're moving to some next place you're that's what you're hoping to do that's what you're trying to attract perhaps maybe that's what maybe that's not it maybe you have something else in mind but i'll assume for the sake of discussion that that's what you're trying to do you're trying to attract a better paying job and in the course of of switching to that what does that job look like what's different about it i mean in the, in the bad feeling story you talked about how the boss didn't appreciate you maybe it's the reverse maybe it's a boss who thinks you're great Maybe it's a boss yeah. who doesn't stop singing your praises. That would be a nice that's thing to where, add in. That's where that question in the pivot exercise of what do you want, you know, is so important. Because instead of talking about what we don't want, and I love what's coming up next. Abraham says there's no right or wrong way to tell your improved story. It can be about your past, present, or future experiences. The only criterion that is important is that you be conscious of your intent to tell a better feeling, improved version of your story. By telling many good feeling short stories throughout your day, you will change your point of attraction. And then we actually have a list, which I think is really interesting. Um, it says, time to tell a new story. My old story is about things that have gone wrong, things that aren't the way I want them to be or think they should be, Others who have let me down. Others who have not been truthful with me. Not enough money. Not enough time. How things usually are. How things have been all my life. <laughs> how things have been lately. Injustices that I see in the world. Others who just don't understand. Others who don't make an effort. Others who are capable but who don't apply themselves dissatisfaction with my appearance, worry about my body's health, people who take advantage of others, people who want to control me. Oh, just those shoot me all, now. Just shoot yeah, me now. I'm those, just... <laughs> right? Those are all elements that are in that old story. So 
when we need ideas for the new story, which is what you were just talking about, it says my new story is about. Basically, it's taking that same list and turning them around. (laughs) The positive aspects of my current subject of attention. The way I really want things to be. How well things are going. How the law of attraction is the true manager of all things. Abundance that flows abundantly. I like that phrase. <laughs> abundance. How else is abundance going to flow in, in abundantly? <laughs> the abundance is trickling in. <laughs> How time is perceptual and endless. The best things I see. My favorite memories. The obvious expansion of my life. The amazing or interesting or wonderful aspects of my world. The incredible variety that surrounds me. The willingness and effectiveness of so many. The power of my own thoughts. The positive aspects of my own body. The stable basis of my physical body. How we all create our own reality. My absolute freedom and my joyous awareness of it. You know, what all those really are, are different aspects of abundance. And when we list them like that, it makes it mm. clearer that abundance isn't all that difficult to imagine because there's so many ways to do it, so many different aspects of it, so many different areas of life that can be abundant. So it's really just a question of, you know, applying ourselves and doing it. It's it's not like it's all that difficult. It may seem difficult if we're in a you know, really bad place emotionally speaking, but even there, just seeing a list like that, it kind of reinforces this isn't all that difficult. I just have to pick one and just find what's abundant about it. I don't, it doesn't even have to be money. I love checklists. And it's it's proven, right, in business and in different areas that having a checklist is improves efficiency. Just as right? long as it's a good like, – well, it's got to be a good checklist. That's well, the thing. I mean, for instance, like if you if you work in a hospital, generally there are checklists for all the things you have to remember – True. To you, right? Mm-hmm. Or like people, like pilots that fly planes, they have checklists. Like we go through this checklist before we take off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during times when you're not feeling your best, and I, whether that's emotionally, you're worried, there's not enough money, you need a better job, or not feeling well physically, sometimes it's hard to remember the ways that we can tell a better story. And this is like the checklist right here. I think it's fantastic. Well, that's true. Yes. And that's, that's the advantage of this one. I was thinking that you, you can all, it depends what kind of checklist it is. If it's a checklist of items that you don't like, you're not going to be terribly efficient about it. In fact, you're going to be about we're as really inefficient as possible. We're really good at that. Yeah. But what we're talking about here is a checklist of things that do feel good, that are of interest, that you do want to have in your life. That kind of checklist you can fly through. Right. It's the checklist of, Things that you can put in your new story. Yeah. Because, you know, it's hard. Sometimes it is difficult to tell the better, better feeling story when you're not feeling so great. Mm. So I love that, that here it is. <laughs> Here's yep. your checklist of how you can build a better feeling story. It says each and every component that makes up your life experience is drawn to you by the powerful law of attraction's response to the thoughts you think and the story you tell about your life your money and financial assets, your body's state of wellness, clarity, flexibility, size and shape, your work environment, 
how you are treated, work satisfaction, and rewards. Indeed, the very happiness of your life experience in general is all happening because of the story that you tell. I'm still coming to, to grips with that. We got a, an entire session coming up. I know that's really important. But I tell you, I'm still, on some level, I'm still learning that. That all of that stuff that happens and all the stuff that we want to happen and all the stuff that has already happened is all based on the story we've been telling. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it intellectually. I've read it enough times. We've talked about it enough here on the podcast. But there's some times where there's like in my in my heart of hearts, there's like a gap saying, nah, it can't really be that simple. <laughs> but it is. It's that simple. It's the story we're telling. It is. It is that simple. And Here's what makes that story powerful. We tell it over and over. Yes, that's it. And it builds up momentum. Mm -hmm. And I think of things that people say that create certain things in their life that may not be that important. So it's like, I'm not chastising anybody for making these statements, but they're great examples. Like you hear people say, oh, I never remember names. Right, yes. <laughs> or sometimes people say, I'm one I never, of the people I, who say that too. I have to admit. I never forget a face. Right? <laughs> right. I never forget a face. Yes. Um, or I, so, like we say things like that and we say them over and over and they really do become like who we are. And our subconscious works in a way that it doesn't ever make a judgment. It just says, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boss. <laughs> Your wish is my command. Yeah, exactly. So this is this last part of the paragraph is in italics for those of you that aren't actually reading a book along with us i always bring that up because you know there's a reason it's italicized yeah, it's generally important. It's important. Yeah. if you will let your dominant intention be to revise and improve the content of the story you tell every day of your life it is our absolute promise to you that your life will become that ever improving story for by the powerful law of attraction, it must be. So once again, reiterating, keep telling the story. And if that story is about ever improvement, then your life ever improves. You know, sometimes uh, I, I really love this idea. I use it with people sometimes when we're developing an affirmation. But I think it, I mean, an affirmation is just a story, right? It's For a, a short one, it, yes. But yeah. It's an idea, right. And so... When our, when our story is hard to tell, like I, for a while I was working on learning how to play guitar and I never did learn how to play guitar very well oh. because I didn't enjoy my nails being all messed up and my fingers having calluses. And so it, I just stuck to the piano. Yeah. Yeah. You have to basically be willing to sacrifice your fingers. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, and your, and, your and, fingernails have to be really short if you want to make it sound like anything. It's true. And so one day, and this was like, you know, 10 years ago, I, I posted on Facebook or somewhere, I put something like, I suck at playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I said it to someone, I realized, you know, I was just sort of making a statement, but I thought, okay, no, that's not, that is not a good feeling statement. It's like, wow, I'm really terrible at the something. Mm -hmm. So I started saying, I'm practicing every day. I mean, at the time I was practicing every day. And so I'm in the process of improving my guitar playing. And I love the idea of I'm learning to, I'm in the process of, um, I'm seeking information about, right? So when things, 
when your job is terrible <laughs> and you really <laughs> hate it, um, instead of, boy, oh boy, do I hate my job, you can say, I'm looking for a, a job I like better than the one I have. Mm -hmm. It does make and a difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. So sometimes just the smallest little tweaks of language can can change our story in such a dramatic way. Well, you were talking about learning how to play guitar, and I was a guitarist. I did learn how to play guitar, and I'm remembering what it was like when I was learning it because I do know a lot of people had more along the lines of the experience you had where it just wasn't pleasant, you didn't feel good about it and so forth, and so you expressed yourself that way. For me, it wasn't like that at all. For me, it was like, I wonder how you do this. I wonder what it sounds like if you do that. What do you do with the the, the top part of the fretboard? I know what to do with the bottom part. What do you do with the top part? There's got to be something really cool there. I wonder what happens if I experiment with it. And I'd play with it. And then I'd find out, you know, okay, well, this is an octave above that. This is above an octave above that. Oh, the position up here is just like it is down there. It plays the same way. It's just, oh, I get it. And I'd start piecing it together, piecing it together, looking forward to the next thing I was going to learn. I mean, when you have that level of enthusiasm, you learn. You learn it pretty quick. Yeah. And see, well, it's interesting. We've been talking lately about the difference between motivation and inspiration. Mm. And both of my sons are incredible musicians that play a wide variety of instruments. And it's funny because whenever they put the guitar down for a while and then pick it back up, you know, they'll say, oh, I picked, I've been playing guitar lately. They're both in, you know, they've played in bands and different things. They say, oh, my fingers are getting used to it again. You know, <laughs> so they go through that again. I was not. I did not decide to play guitar really out of inspiration. What it was is I'm a songwriter and I play piano. Uh -huh. but pianos are not portable. Not really. Well, these days and you get a keyboard, but yes, I, I see your point. I was traveling a lot. And so, you know, when inspiration hits you and you just write a song, I wanted to be able to mess around with it. And so I thought, you know, if I have a guitar, I can just bring the guitar with me. Mm. And so I was actually just trying to make a solution to you know a situation it wasn't exactly inspired the songwriting was inspired but the mm -hmm. guitar playing i can't say <laughs> <laughs> not exactly <laughs> so it's a little difference there but um but anyway that's and, you know that's the thing is that we can always change the story i, I can also empathize with that story because um i would i also started out on piano and I was playing piano back around the time just before Billy Joel became popular. So it was not cool to be a pianist. That was like, you know, that, that, that was today. Right. Being right. a keyboard player, right. that's very, very cool. At that time, it was very uncool. And <laughs> I knew it was uncool. And like everybody else, I wanted to be cool. So, well, playing guitar, that was cool. So I learned how to play guitar. And fortunately, I did enjoy it. But uh, by the same token, I kind of wish that they'd had the keyboards back then that you had today. I mean, it was possible they had what they called electric pianos, which were which cost a fortune to buy, or you, or you could buy what they called a, a Hammond organ, which also cost a fortune to buy. Yeah, Guitars yeah. were they were a lot cheaper. Guitars were right. tremendously cheaper. <laughs> Even the good ones. <laughs> so that's kind of where I, I went into guitars. But I, I often think about that. In fact, um, I, there was a guy I played with a lot when I was in high school. He and I had the same guitar teacher. And we lost touch for a long, long time. And then we reconnected about, oh, geez, what was it? Must have been about five, six, seven years ago. Uh, it turned out we were living an hour away from each other and we didn't know it. Um, oh, and wow. We found out through my sister that we were so close. So we reconnected and he invited me over. Uh, to to play some guitars. Now I hadn't played guitar in 
oh god i don't know 35 years it was a long long time since i'd picked up a guitar and he handed me one and i i start trying to play it and i could play chords all right but the fingering was gone i mean all <laughs> of the feel was gone that i used to have yeah. it used to be i could just fly up and down the fretboard none of it was there i knew where the fretboard was i knew where the notes were my mind was telling me where it was where it was but the fingers wouldn't go there <laughs> the fingers and had forgotten how to do it did now, you I, play long enough to to get it back? No, I mean, we, I mean to a degree. No, it was like we 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 tried it for like a half an hour, and and yeah. you no, know, our wives were there, and of course they were getting kind of bored with all that, so we didn't do it for real long. I suspect if I had stayed with it, I probably would have uh, been able to pick it up a lot more just through you know the practice of it and and the enthusiasm of it. But it also reminded me, I haven't played piano in a long time, and I remember sitting down at a keyboard within the last ten years. And, you know, trying to play again. And it was awkward. It didn't feel normal. But I can kind of see myself more getting back into the keyboard again. So if I were going to to kind of dive back into music again, I'd go for the keyboard primarily because I have much more positive associations there. And I know how important those positive feelings are. So to me, that would be like the fast track to getting back into being a musician. Well, when I step away from the piano for a while and then come back to it, I always have that experience of, Oh, this is awkward, mm. and I, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but oh my goodness, I feel like I've never played a piano before. Right. <laughs> and and then it all comes back, and you know we've been talking about things that become automatic for us, mm -hmm. and you know someone that plays all the time, practices all the time, they don't have these experiences. They don't sure. come in every single day and say, "Oh my goodness, I don't feel like I've ever played a piano before." Exactly. Oh yeah. And. If they were called on to play piano in a pinch, they could do it because they're ready because they practice. Mm -hmm. Me, on the other hand, you know, if someone called me up and said, our, our piano player can't play tonight, can you fill in? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Panic just, in the voice. <laughs> no way. And so that reminded me of that idea of, you know, the story that we read in the beginning of this book about being surviving an attack by a lion or something right and they were like no you know if you're if you're not well versed in law of attraction and you haven't been practicing and you don't have those muscle that muscle memory so to speak you know metaphorical muscle memory built up then you know it's not just going to show up one day when you're being attacked by a lion <laughs> this is true <laughs> and so it it makes sense that we're talking about getting out of practice Mm -hmm. staying in practice yeah um i mean you know from being a musician that sometimes you're practicing the same songs over and over and over and over and over and over and they can they can at times start to get whew, like okay i know this one i'm sick of this one. i've played <laughs> this one a hundred times a thousand times but the thing I, is, is, I feel bad for my family because they had to put up with it. Today, you can play a keyboard <laughs> with a headphone, but back then, everybody had to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I always said I didn't want a kid that played the drums. And what did I get? Yes. <laughs> I, I have two words or for you. Trumpet. Drum pads. Oh. Drum pads. That's your solution. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is staying in practice and appreciating what you've got in the good times. Mm. Appreciating tapping into appreciation focusing in on what feels good during times when everything feels good mm. yeah and not taking things for granted and then expecting that when things feel hard or we have a physical pain or we need money it's like oh no i got well, how do you do that law of attraction thing again yeah right right <laughs> 
Yeah, it's mostly about relearning how to tell a story and doing it regularly. It's the, that that's the practicing part, right? That that's like practicing the piano or practicing the guitar. You're practicing telling the good telling good feeling story, and and the more yeah, that you practice it, most of the time we're we're really well practiced at telling the other side of it. Yeah, we practice that side. I don't know why we do, but boy, are we good at that side. <laughs> what we really need is to learn how to be good at the side that we like, the side that we want. And that does yeah. take practice. It takes a little, you know, you have to be a little bit uh, deliberate about it. And you have to kind of put some attention on it. And you have to focus on it and, and you know, put a little effort into it the first few times until you, you get into the habit of doing it regularly. And uh, I found that when I do more regularly focus on the story, it doesn't take long. I mean, you found that with, with, with your 10-day uh, experiment with a 1,000 affirmations a day. Your very first day, you, you were talking about that during the promo today. Your very first day, you got something happening. I mean, it doesn't yeah. take very long. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And, you know, that's another thing that's an interesting kind of parallel to practicing a, a musical instrument is warming up. Um, you know, the when it's been a while, <laughs> you've got to warm up. And although warming up is a good idea with music, with exercise, with all kinds of things, there's a, you need less of it when you're well-practiced. And so with law of attraction, getting into alignment can happen so fast when you've been practicing. I mean, I'm, that's one of the reasons why I love the podcast so much. Well, when you were saying that it was reminding me that we need to warm up when we're getting into alignment. I mean, if, well, yeah. if, if we're if we're in a good place and we've been doing it regularly, then you're right. It's easy to snap in. But especially if we're early on in our practice or maybe we've just been kind of lackadaisical about it lately, we're not really in the best feeling place. It isn't all that easy necessarily to just snap into it. You have to do a warm up. And, and that, that it occurs to me that's what affirmations are. That's what vision boards are. That's what meditation is. That's what all these different uh, modalities that we use in order to get ourselves into a better feeling place. They're warm ups. They're warm-ups for getting ourselves in the place where we can start telling that better feeling story on a regular basis. Yes, exactly. And they work. They do. They work. And they're a lot more yeah. fun than handing exercises <laughs> on a piano, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, affirmation is sort of like running scales. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for those who don't know what a hand-in exercise is, you, 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 you may not know what a hand-in exercise is, but you've heard it. I guarantee it. If you've ever been around somebody practicing a piano you've heard them going da 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 that's, that's it that's that annoying one. scaly thing that keeps going on and on and on and on <laughs> but it's really good for your fingers and that's how you, you you get better and better and better doing it well that's what affirmations are for and they're a lot less annoying so if you have an affirmation or you're telling a story i mean really same thing like you said affirmation is just a real quick little story <laughs> yeah it is it and is if if the story is an old story, but it's hard to tell the new story, this is the problem that sometimes people have with affirmations is they say, but it's not true yet. That's not true. That's not how it is. Um, then that's where you can add in, I'm in the process of, or I'm, mm -hmm. I'm learning how. I love that one. Yeah. I'm learning how. How about I'm learning how to feel rich? That's good. You know, for someone that says, yeah, well, I don't feel rich. Um, so I'm not going to say, I feel rich a thousand times a day because I, I don't feel rich. Okay. Well, how about I'm learning how to feel rich. I'm yeah. open to feeling rich. I'm ready to feel rich. Mm. <laughs> 
you know, you can, you can modify your story. And the same with the stories that we tell about our life, just when we're telling about ourselves. like we said before, instead of, you know, I never remember anyone's name. Uh, you know, we can change that. Mm -hmm. I'm working on remembering people's names. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of a story, speaking of stories that my wife tells about when she was um, in school to become a therapist working on her master's degree. Um, she went to a weekend workshop that was for the people in her class. And I don't remember who it was, but it was some guru within the, the field of psychology and social, uh, social work and all that kind of thing. Um, family therapy, something along that line. But anyway, this guru gave the workshop and they were really working on helping people build themselves up kind of along the lines of what we're talking about here, changing the story about what we're telling about ourselves. And toward the end, at one point, Louise was just so full the weekend. She was just feeling really great. She went up to uh, the lead instructor to introduce herself and, you know, because it, it was a fairly big sized group. And so that didn't mean that the instructor knew everybody. So she wanted to talk to him a little bit. And she said, you know, I, I just want to tell you, I think you're amazing. And his response was, well, what does that make you? And she thought about it for a second. And she said, um, amazing in training. And <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, uh, I guess that makes me somebody who recognizes. <laughs> That's <amazing>. right. <laughs> but it just goes to prove, I mean, even in a situation like that, if you look for it, you can find a way to say it in a way that does feel good to you. And that felt good to her. She couldn't, she, she may not have felt amazing yet, but she felt amazing for that weekend. She may not have felt amazing about herself on an ongoing basis, but for that yeah. weekend, she was feeling good. And, yeah. you know, so that was like a starting point. So she was in training. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in training to be rich. That's right. I'm in training I'm to be training rich. I'm in training to feel rich. I'm in training I'm... to have the, the successful relationship. I'm in training to be healthy. I'm in training for getting a better job. I'm in training for finding the friends I'm looking for. I'm in training for all of that. That's so perfect. Yeah. I'm learning how. I, I remember one time I was teaching, I was teaching this about, I'm in the process. I'm in the process of becoming rich. Uh, I'm in the process of, you know, whatever. And someone said, I'm learning how. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a student that came up with that one. And I thought, oh, that's great. That I'm learning good. how. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finding ways to be. I'm finding ways to be rich. I'm finding ways to feel rich. So there's all kinds of ways that you can tell a better story. We're, we're, we're in training to tell better stories. <laughs> That's it's what we've a, done today. It, well, it, it's a good thing to, to do today. And it's kind of appropriate because we, we, we've pretty much wrapped up most of the book. I mean, they have one more section of the book, which is kind of a cool one. Um, have, have you ever listened to the transcript of this? Or not the transcript, but the recording of, of this? Because what comes next in the book is this, this um, oh, workshop. Oh, wow. It's a, a transcript of Abraham Live, a Law of Attraction workshop. I have not listened to it. It's actually, the, the book comes with a CD and it's in the CD for that book. Oh, that's so funny that you brought that up because I actually have the physical book in my hand. As mm -hmm. you know, I've been using the paperback and in the back is the CD. There it is. Yeah. And I have not listened to it. And today I was wondering what was on the CD. Well, now you know. <laughs> the CD that's in the book, um, I always forget this title, and I don't have it on my desk, but it's the, the emotional one. Oh, The Amazing Power of Emotions, or yes. Astonishing Power of Emotions. Yes. The Astonishing Power of Emotions, which might be one of my favorite books of Abraham's. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the CD that's in the back of that 
is the best story ever. It's so funny. I laughed so hard listening to it that I just wanted everyone to listen to it because it was so funny. So if you have that, um, listen. I do. I haven't listened to that one yet, so I'll have to listen to that one. I got to tell you, this one is funny too. Now, I got my book as an ebook, but when you buy it as an ebook, they also send you an MP3 file of that so you can get that too. And it's fun. Ooh. It's fun, especially at the beginning because they, they kind of tease you. Um, when Esther, you're hearing the workshop, and Esther, of course, with all the workshops, she starts off with some introductory remarks um, from Abraham, and invariably they're teasing you in some way about your understanding about the law of attraction, and they do here as well. Um, the, they they basically ask a couple of questions. Um, the first question they ask is, um, "It is good to come together for the purpose of co-creating. Do you agree? You know what you are wanting, really." <laughs> <laughs> Well, we believe that you believe that you do to some extent. In other words, knowing what you don't want helps you to know what you do want, doesn't it? So let us put it in another way. Do you believe that you are a vibrational match to your desires? Really? (laughs) Well, let us tell you how you can tell if you are a vibrational match to your desires. You're living them. When you are a vibrational match to what you want, you're living it. When you're a vibrational match to the dollars that your life has helped you to discern that you prefer, you have them. You are spending them. You have access to them. They are flowing in and out, in and out, and in and out of your experience. So it was a trick question. Don't feel bad because most of our physical friends really think that when we ask, do you know what you want, that we're talking about those things that are still on the not yet manifested side of the scale. In other words, I still want it. Mm. <laughs> and that kind of sets the stage for the rest of it. But I mean, it's, it's such a clever way to get the thing started. <laughs> it is. I love it. So I'm going to enjoy reading it or I love, listening to it. I love, the sar- I love the sarcasm in Esther's voice when she says, really? Really? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You know what you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Well, we only have about a minute left before uh, we have to, to kick our way out of here. Uh, before we go, just want to remind you, if you haven't become a subscriber, or if you are already a subscriber and you want to uh, share the message of LOA Today, you can do all that at the homepage at LOAToday.net. We encourage you to do that. We hope you do it. We love that you do it, because that's how more and more people find out about this Daily Dose of Happy thing. But uh, we also want to take a moment to kind of promote Cindy. Cindy deserves some promotion because she helped do a promo, a promo today. And plus, we had this amazing book that we've been doing. So, Cindy, take a moment and talk about you as a life coach because you're a great one. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I love to help people get what they want. <laughs> That's what I like to do. And part of that process is helping them clarify that. And I love helping people learn how to use law of attraction. So you can find me online at cindychavez.com and I would love to hear from you. I really would. Just reach out and say hello and um, that would be great. All right. Excellent. Well, this has been great. I mean, it's kind of sad. I mean, we do have the uh, the transcript. We can go through the transcript if we want to, but we're kind of out of book here. And this has been such a good yeah. book to do, but I've been loving it's it. It's been great. And we've learned so much out of it. So, I mean, you're the one who suggested doing it. Thanks for suggesting that we do the book because I've gotten a lot and. I mean, this is the second time through for, for for me through the book, and I'm sure that after I got all this out of it, I'll probably do it a third time. I'm just not sure when. <laughs> right? Me too. Yeah, That's exactly so. right. And with that yeah. happy note, uh, I don't know what we're going to be doing with tomorrow's show, but we'll find that out. We hope you'll come back and join us and find out for yourselves what we're going to do tomorrow <laughs> here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.